I've seen Jesus play with flames in the lake of fire that I was standing in. Met the devil in Seattle, spent nine months inside the What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Logos Podcast. This is Max. This is Joey. And on today's episode, we're going to break down a song for you all. It's been a while. It's been a while since we did a song analysis. It has been. We're going to talk about Sergio Simpson's song, Turtles All the Way Down. It's an older song. Sergio Simpson. Sergio Simpson, right? Double it's quite, S. It's quite the name. That's, that's quite the name. It's it is quite the name, you're right. I think once I heard somebody call him, or maybe he calls himself the, the metaphysician or metamodern sound of country music, which is a, wow, quite the title. I wonder if he's listened to our episode on metaphysics. <laughs> <laughs> if he hasn't, he should. That's right. Tag him. Put him on this thing. I do wonder um, kind of the, you know, it's like the popularity that surrounds Sergio Simpson. I, I've noticed in him, like, a lot of people are very appealed to him. I like his country music, some of it. You know, I, I've learned some of his, his music in the background. Um, yeah, just I, I play acoustic guitar, and so mm-hmm. I've learned some of his stuff, not really paying much attention to the lyrics. Yeah. Um, but in kind of trying to think about what episode we were going to do and what song we were going to analyze, this one came to mind because I think it's it touches on a topic we haven't discussed much about we have to some extent when we talked about astral world yeah we did an and, and some of the yeah mm-hmm. some of uh like talking about the use of drugs and drug culture uh, as well as music intertwined with that mm-hmm. um, Which, again we have the two intertwined here this way and so yeah. and i think that's one of the things that attracted us about this particular song but also the popularity that carries with sturgill simpson yeah. and who he is as a figure and uh, a very interesting musician i think in, in a yeah i'd never heard of the guy before you showed us this song but um you never hear of anybody until i show you joey that's to be not fair. necessarily true who showed you hamilton that's what i thought talking about hamilton <laughs> i recently went to go watch him live did oh I tell you, you about did that? no how was that dude it was incredible so i i've said this go back to our hamilton episode a while back i am not big a big fan of musicals okay um theatrical musicals not my thing growing up i thought they were cheesy my sister loved high school musical probably still does okay (laughs) and i was just like i'm over it i'm done this is not me get out of my face i'm annoyed i'm trying to just play xbox and eat my cheetos and drink my chocolate milk yeah in that order (laughs) and um and so i just like never got it but then you know and people talk about i remember when i was in college people would talk about uh, hamilton and be watching it you know um and and they're in their dorms and stuff and i was like okay this is just another cheesy musical Mm -hmm. then i get a seminary and somehow joey convinces me and everybody else in this place that it's a (laughs) good idea to dive into hamilton and anyways a couple years later i go watch it live it's incredible is it was it really that good it's incredible okay so i had the opportunity to go sam offered me the tickets wait 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 he offered you the tickets before he offered me the tickets? He did, but that's because he knew how much I loved it. You know, it's because I'm the one who introduced everyone to it. But I said no, and um, I'm, I'm starting to kind of regret that decision. Dude, it was incredible. Because oh, I no, it was really right. good. But And also, we had great seats. Oh, my god, That was a big point. Like, we were in the aisle, like, the close to aisle seats, like, I don't know, about maybe six rows back from the very front, which is, like, perfect. Wow. You don't want to be too close. Yeah. You also don't want to be way back or on the top level. Well, maybe, maybe on the top level is, is better. Than being yeah. Content, so here is my here is my fear is, well, this is the reason I denied the the offer is I had seen the movie version on Disney Plus four times, 
So I was like, I already knew all the music, like nothing was going to happen that surprised me. I'd kind of like had enough. And also I figured that the new cast, because it's not the original cast. Right, that, that's I, the thing. And I loved the original cast. So I figured that without them, it wouldn't be as good anyway. Yeah. So I was like, ah, no, I'm probably not going to go. I was worried that going to this live performance, especially uh, like you said, given mm-hmm. that it's a new cast would like demystify yeah. the experience. But actually I think it enhanced it. Like, it, dude, because they brought their own thing to the table. Yeah. I right? think they were asked to change some things around, yeah. but it was so good. Like their like their implementation and what's your favorite their song? Additions. I think it's gonna have uh, to be Aaron Burr, sir. Pardon me, are you Aaron Burr, sir? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't uh, know why I like enough that. about Hamilton. Cool. Let's talk about what's his name, Sturgill Simpson. Sturgill man. Simpson. Come oh, on. but before we do, okay, what's up? We got to tell our listeners to go to our Patreon page. Mm, classic. So please, if you like Logos Podcast. And, and even like- if you don't, give us money so we can crush the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if you like Logos Podcast, or apparently if you don't, but you'd like us to see us keep doing what we're doing, go to patreon.com slash Logos Podcast. And you can oh, yeah. become a monthly donor. That'd be We'd really appreciate it. Um, I have to shout out Julia Rollwing, who mm. is our first patreon donor um so shout out to julia whoever you are and um (laughs) also um yeah please please go follow us um we have instagram we have instagram we have tiktok we have have a youtube and we have so funny thing about youtube somebody spelt on one of my papers like youtube like you slash tube it was like an older professor and i think he actually thought that's how you spelled youtube boy that's not how you spell youtube our listeners know that. So yeah, it's Y-O-U. <laughs> <laughs> so it's YouTube, Patreon, uh, TikTok, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, that's about it. Go follow us. Check us out. Share us. Oh, obviously our website is would be a, way, a good place to find our Patreon as well as our links on YouTube and our social media accounts. So yeah, please subscribe. Yeah, yeah, all that all that fun stuff. Um, um, okay, let's talk about this song. Yeah, so this episode is sponsored by Jesus Christ. So give him a shout out. You know, if you're ever in need... Um, he's always willing to hear you. Did yeah. you like that plug? That was really good. Hey, bro, come on, dude. Really good. All right. What? All right. All right. Oh, we'll try. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Next time we'll get it around. No, um, okay. So let's just go through these lyrics and talk about them. Mm. So you want to read the first stanza or I can read the first stanza? I got it. Take it away. Can I sing it for you all? Take one for you and I'm not going to sing it. Don't okay. sing it, please. Good. All right. You're welcome. Um, so the first line goes, I've seen Jesus play with flames in a lake of fire that I was standing in. All right, Jesus, right on the first line. Yeah, that is true. It starts out with invoking the The holy holy name name of Jesus. Um, Yeah, met the devil in Seattle and spent nine months inside the lion's den. I'll keep going. Met Buddha yet another (laughs) time, and he showed me a glowing light within. Okay, let's stop there. Okay. Okay. What do you think? I'm thinking um, there's something very spiritual going on. So, yeah, we're immediately setting the scene. Jesus, Buddha, the devil. Jesus, like Buddha, we're, yeah. we're talking spiritually. We are. We're talking. Yeah, we're ta- we're <laughs> estamos hablando. Estamos hablando. But he also has that line, I spent nine months inside the lion's den. Yeah. Something about birth. I think that was I a good, think, yeah, because it's nine months, right? Right. Um, and uh, the lion's sure. den is maybe also a reference to the Daniel story in oh, Scripture. Oh, that's right. That's a good point. Um, Fighting maybe for something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, 
but the, we're getting into the song and the song is also like a lot of it's about the use of psychedelic drugs right yeah. and so it seems that he's kind of explaining part of his experience with psychedelic drugs here it's like i've experienced all these spiritualities kind of together and mixed and they're all kind of this like it's all just like spirituality like jesus is equated with buddha is equated with the devil and it's like yeah right from the get-go it's all on like, the same playing field a lot's going on and yeah. like yeah this is he's seen it all he's done that he like he he kind of he has the inside scoop he's kind of gnostic actually yeah and i think i think i think that's a good way to describe yeah. his his uh yeah his belief yeah um so that's kind of how we start um but, but i th- swear that god is there but i swear that god is there every time i glare into the eyes of my best friend okay so what do you think about that i think um there's something i mean good um holistic about these these particular uh lines here in in light of what's going on there's an equality of spirituality between jesus between buddha between the devil so so yeah that, obviously that's problematic right it's problematic but then you have these lines i say but i swear that god is there mm-hmm. so in the spiritual encounter with whatever deity he's kind of equating he swears that god is there he capitalized g every time i glare into the eyes of my best friend so there's something in his friend that's yeah. communal that he also feels in these spiritual encounters or spiritual yeah. nuances. So, okay. And yeah, to, I guess just take a step back and set the stage. This is what we do when we analyze songs is we're trying to identify in them what's good and yeah. what's bad, right? We're trying to take about like, what can we extract from this song that is uh, an intuition or a spark of truth, goodness, and beauty what is a and, critique? What, and like, and what's a critique, right? Yeah. So um, again, by, and I guess we should have said this too at the outset by analyzing this song, we're not necessarily we're definitely not endorsing it or any like the lifestyle that's contained within that. We're just trying to like, this is a popular song that's out there in the culture that people are listening to. And we want to kind of break it down. So, yeah. And I think, I think, can I make a little side note? Yeah, please. I think it's also important that we, that we keep in mind that, um, you know, celebrities have huge impacts on the culture. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but also oftentimes they are the teachers of today. Yeah, it's so true. You know, and so I think one of the reasons that we kind of take up projects like, you know, analyzing this song is one, we like music a lot, or at least I, I like a certain type of music. Joey likes, you like, you I like, like music. You like music. Okay. So Which he likes music. I'm not getting into that right yeah, now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we like music, but also like, it's important that we discuss these things because they make an impression on you. We say that yeah. the information you receive somehow comes out in some express life form. Mm-hmm. And so this is one of the reasons too. But like Joey said, we don't condone, all right, Sergio Simpson necessarily. And we don't condone even this song, but we do want to analyze it because it is in popular listen, popular culture. And so it behooves us. It behooves us. It behooves us. us. I feel behooved. Are you behooved? Nice. But this is this is the first kind of like redeemable aspect of the song, like you said, is this line where he says, But I swear that God is there every time I glare into the eyes of my best friend. Right. So this is true. Like there is a spark of the divine in every human person because human persons are created by God. We're made in his image and likeness. And so to be able to so even as he's this guy, Sergil is Sturgill or Sergil? Sturgill. Sturgill. Even as he's kind of enmeshed in this kind of psychedelic spirituality that we're going to get into talking about, there's nevertheless something within his heart that's identifying like the the mystery and the dignity of of another human person. And also, he I think I think this this um, section right here also draws out on the religious impulse of man. Yeah. Right. Um, I think there is something of like okay, there's something religious about man that mm-hmm. he wants to encounter community 
and the transcendence mm-hmm. ultimately found fully in God himself. Yeah. Right. And that's, yeah, I mean, the catechism says that man is a religious being and all these right. different, if you, it's just an empirical fact that throughout history, wherever man is, there are expressions of a search for transcendence, of a search for God, of a search for spirituality of some kind. It's because man is not just a material clump of cells. No. It's because he, he has an immaterial, immortal soul that longs for the infinite. And this is this guy, Sturgill, kind of trying to grapple with all of that stuff. So, sure. um, all right, let's keep going. Next stanza here says, says my son, it's all been done. And someday you're going to wake up old and gray. So go on and try to have some fun, showing warmth to everyone you meet and greet and cheat along the way. Everyone you meet and greet and cheat along the way. That's okay. a lot of ethical implications. Yeah. So what do we think about this? Well, so he says, so the line before that is, uh, the two couple lines is, but I swear that God is there every time I glare into the eyes of my best friend. Right. It continues, says my son, it's all been done. So it's like, who is he talking to here? Yeah. Right. Is he talking to this this deity that are equalized or these deities that are equalized in this experience or whatever mm-hmm. he's going on here? Um, or who's talking to him? Yeah, who's here, talking right? to him? Yeah, and I think that's a thing. He's that that's a good good yeah. point. He's he's being receptive to this yeah. information. It's all been done, and someday you're going to wake up old and gray. So go and try to have some fun, showing warmth to everyone you meet and greet and cheat along the way. So so I think part of the other um, dimension of of the stanza here is that like whoever this this person or maybe himself is mm-hmm. um, is telling him to just go and do whatever he wants um, but also to like be kind to everybody yeah and that's really the guiding be ethical nice. principle show warmth to everyone that's right, right. Um, you know you meet and greet and cheat along the way yeah so I think there's a couple of things one of the things I want to draw out too is that it implies that life goes on forever someday you're going to wake up old and gray. Who promises us that? Yeah, or at least it's going to go on for a long time, right? Right. So so who promises us that? And in fact, um, we know that a lot of people don't live, um, you know, into mm-hmm. their their elderly years. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's just an implication with this culture, this idea that party, do what you want as long as you want. And the day will come when you grow out of that phase. Yeah. And some people make it there. And glory be to God. Some people don't. Mm-hmm. So don't take it for granted that you're like, that's, yeah. so this is the wisdom that he seems to have received from somebody, either from these, mm-hmm. these psychedelic experiences or that like what he, maybe from, maybe from his father, maybe from a friend, like they've told him this, it's all been done and someday you're going to wake up old and gray. So the first thing we, we'd, we'd say is maybe not like you could die tomorrow. Yeah. You could die th- this very day. St. Maximilian Colby, he has this in his spiritual there's a spiritual journal that he wrote that's been published it's called the colby reader and like he's kind of he's journaling to himself like telling himself how to act and the first thing he says is you could die this very day so turn back to god right and i read that for the first time i was like holy (laughs) but he's right start he's right like this could be it like any day so and there's a there's a tradition in the uh, i want to say it's the carthusian um um, um, Mort Frater Memento Mori. Memento Mori, yeah, yeah brother, brother. Remember, remember your remember death. death. There's a tradition. Well, I'll give you a tradition that I'm actually more personally acquainted with. I know a Benedictine monastery, so it's a group of uh, of Christian Catholic monks that live together, mm-hmm. uh, followed by following the rule of Saint Benedict. Dude, it's interesting because guess what? They what? make their own coffins. Wow! Each like brother, and so they have a woodworking shop. Um, that they themselves as brothers have to work on their coffin. 
throughout their life. Yeah, there's that line from the Psalms, make us know the shortness of our lives that we may gain wisdom of heart. Mm. So that's that's a wisdom that St- Sturgill is yeah. lacking right here, is yeah. that he's not, he doesn't necessarily, he, he's counting on the fact that he's going to live a long life. Yeah. And right? a lot of us live live that way. Yeah, fair, it's true. Right, we, we lose our focus away from our temporality. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Okay, but before we go on, I totally just realized as we read this, this stanza is the book of Ecclesiastes. It's all been done. Vanity of vanities. Uh, Nothing is new under the sun, right? right? Like, And this is what Koheleth, like in the in the Bible, he's saying, like, it's this weird book in the Bible of this guy, basically this this atheist kind yeah, of saying a lot complaining of, to God, complaining like everything is vanity. Nothing matters. So, so Sturgill here, he says, someday you're going to end up old and gray. So go and try and have some fun showing warmth to everyone you meet and greet and cheat along the way. Okay. So the, the other aspect of this is a, the standard that a lot of people fall into nowadays of like, what does it mean to be, be a good person? Just be nice. High five, dude. Just be nice. Love everybody. Right. Just like, yeah, love is love. Just like be nice to people. And that's, and then you're and you not, know what? If you got to cheat, do it. Right. I mean, as long as you don't hurt me too much or yeah. you don't hurt the other person. And so like a lot of people live by that, uh, this, this, this pretense of an idea that like, as long as we, you know, are bros mm-hmm. and we don't actually have to invest too much in each other. Yeah. Or even if we do, just don't hurt me if I'm vulnerable, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden we can actually operate in a unitive and, um, and even kind of beneficial way. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and I think that's, that's another obviously ethical implication. It's like, wait a second, you can't say show warmth to everyone and then also say to cheat. Right. That's, <laughs> there's something off there. Yeah. So in this, yeah, in this wisdom that Sturgill, Sturgill has received and is sharing in the song, we're seeing some holes in the logic yeah. um, immediately. So let's go on to the next stanza though. Cause this is, This is a big one. So he says, there's a gateway in our minds that leads somewhere out there far beyond this plane. Okay. Let's stop stop there. Yeah. Because I wanted to talk about that line and he'll go into it and we'll start talking about some Mm -hmm. of the the other things going on here. But I think this is another kind of positive thing going on in this song right now. Yeah. He acknowledges, again, this religious impulse that we're called to something beyond the mere physical. Something yeah. beyond the mere uh, temporal. Something transcendent. So, so, something transcendent. Um, and lest we think and we become Manichaeans, this is a, it's an ancient philosophy that arose or sect that grew, that grew up. It's like, okay, deny the flesh. We're not Buddhists, right? Mm. As, as Catholics, Christians, we're not Buddhists. We don't deny the flesh. Um, we bring it to our Lord and he elevates it. And so yeah. like, while the material world is important and we need it, and in fact, it's a means of salvation, the ordinary means of salvation for mm-hmm. man through the sacraments, um, these tangible things through the senses God's gave us through a rational capacity, precisely because we're made in the image and likeness of God, we possess the supernatural power to know and to love him beyond just the material capacity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we're, yeah, we're made for transcendence. Right. And so there's something in our minds, mm-hmm. we would say our spirit. Yeah. Because right? in the St. Thomas Aquinas, there's not a huge distinction between mind and spirit. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, St. Thomas Aquinas is, is, is a major uh, church theologian, but there's, you know, the the psychology and, and the spirit, the fusus and the, and the noose are, are closely related. Right. right. Um, um, so, yeah. Like the original Greek word for soul was psyche, right? Psyche, Which is yeah. now psychology. psychology it's like, right, it's, right, right. And so there's, there's this yeah. element that in, in anyways, in, in these couple of lines, he's kind of drawing on, on that idea of like, okay, 
you know, we're led somewhere out from just this. Yeah, there's something in man that points us beyond, right? Points us to the infinite. So, yeah, I think Sturgill's right about that. Yeah, that there is this gateway, if you will, in our minds. So he says, there's a gateway in our minds that leads somewhere out there, far beyond this plane, where reptile aliens made of light cut you open and pull out all your pain. Mm. Okay, what do you think of that? That has to be referring to the title of the song, I think, right? So Turtles All the Way Down. There's this idea of like turtles, like there's a connection with like turtles and infinite regress. What the connection is exactly, I'm not sure. Okay, so we looked this up and we saw a picture on Wikipedia of one turtle standing on top of another turtle, standing on top of another another turtle. Yeah. So that might be like a behavior of turtles. But there's also that saying goes way back. Yeah. Even before, um, so... What exactly is trying to say this? I'm not exactly uh, sure, but there is this sense in these two lines of like, there's a desire to remove pain. Yeah. Right. So like cut, liberation, some sort of liberation. Yeah, exactly. So, so you have these experience, you're recognizing these things, you want to be kind to people, but there's a gateway in your mind that, hey, actually this is the answer. This is, a, this is the way forward. forward. Mm. Um, and I think that's what you kind of see going on here. But I don't know why he's talking about reptile aliens. I think it's me neither. I think it's probably because he's just he's thinking that whatever's out there, whatever so this gateway in our minds, this this impetus towards transcendence that exists in, in, in our minds and our hearts that's leading us somewhere out there. Whatever's out there is just like crazy. And it's gonna be good, so it's gonna take yeah. away our pains, but it's just gonna be so like different and so other and so like so weird really like i think that's so like reptile aliens like that's like yeah um made of light made of light yeah that would so. be a great picture so produ- so listeners if you're listening to this and you know what the meaning of this line is do let us know or at the very least submit an artwork i think it that like, reproduces it, this it, and it could image. be the fruit of a psychedelic experience of like it's true. See, yeah. like seeing reptile like yeah. things that look like anyways so um but okay then it kind of then it kind of gets juicy after this. Juicy. So, um, so after these reptile aliens. Hey, sorry. One of my buddies in high school had the nickname Juicy. Shout out to Juicy. Hey, shout if out. you're listening to this, follow us on Patreon. Donate. <laughs> um, like so that. then he says, tell me how you make illegal something that we all make in our brain. Some say you might go crazy, but then again, it might make you go sane. Do you think uh, marijuana should be uh, legal? We're not going to talk about that. Right okay, sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, sorry, okay. <laughs> do you make THC in your brain? Is that something that you... Yes. You do? Yes. So maybe he could That's be right. referencing marijuana. Yeah, and, and I think he I think he is. I think he's... You don't think it's DMT? Um, I think in this particular case, well, because he starts later on the song with marijuana as a first thing, um, but I could be wrong. I don't know if it's limited to marijuana, to be fair. Yeah, but, it could be both. But THC, but uh, we don't produce marijuana in our brain. We produce a chemical infused in marijuana, which is THC, or okay. extracted from marijuana, which is so. THC. This is this is okay. So basically, at this point in the song, Sturgill is saying um, that these drugs, yeah, these psychedelic drugs, that he'll get into more later. Um, you know, some people might say they make you go crazy, but actually they might make you go sane. Like they might actually be the answer. They might actually be what saves you, what liberates you, what takes you towards this transcendence They might even cut you, you open and pull you out of all your pain. Pulls out all your pain. And exactly. so here's the thing though, and I, and I want you to, to remember this as we continue through the song, lest we forget this theme. 
Notice how he begins a song, and then we'll make a point at the end how he ends the song, mm-hmm. right? So he says that some say you might go crazy, but then again, it might make you go sane. We'll see how the song ends and see if that line still sticks. Yeah. Right? Um, so do, do do so, and he's arguing, yeah. So some of these chemicals are in our brain. So yeah, that's why they should be legal, and that's why we should take them. And a lot and, of people hold that position, right? Right. So like because it's natural, we should be able to sell it. We yeah. should be able to consume it. We should be able to do these things. So, so what are we going to, like, what do we make of this claim by Sturgill here that perhaps psychedelic drugs are the answer to our desire, our, our natural desire for transcendence that, that, that actually it's not, it's not Jesus. It's not Buddha. It's not the devil. Like all these things are kind of the same, but it's yeah. really, it's not religion. It's, it's psych like these psychedelic drugs are conscientiousness actually, kind the, of thing. Yeah. Or yeah. Or these are actually the answer. Like, what would we say to that? How, how do we respond to a claim like that? I would first start by saying, I think one of the things that we need to be uh, aware of when talking about spirituality mm-hmm. and religiosity um, is that they're not judged solely on experience. I think it's one of the ways we start the conversation. Okay, what do you mean by that? And so like, uh, well, so like for example, in this song, um, and, and many people, when, when they talk about the, the positive things about using drugs, mm-hmm. One of the things that's argued is that what it produces good experiences, good feelings, empathy um, in my life. Mm -hmm. But is that solely what what spirituality is about? Is that solely what love's about? Yeah, yeah. Right, and so like, for example, in the great tradition of the church, you have like St. John of the Cross, who's a huge figure in the church. Um, you could call him like a spiritual psychologist. I mean, he's a, he has a huge corpora. Yeah. Um, and uh, but one of the things he talks about is that, in fact, the Christian mission is not about kind of enhancing an experience with Christ. Yeah, that's not what prayer that's is. Not that's what not pray- what like now, the mystical life is. It, it, now, it's it's a good thing to have that in prayer, and it's beautiful and great when it does happen. God often makes, gives us those gifts. Right, yeah, so consolation. It's a consolation, mm-hmm. exactly. And so we have these, so those are good things. But but the the ultimate kind of um, step of prayer is unity, unitive. It's an act of the will. It's an act of love, which doesn't necessarily um, mean that you're going to be feeling quote unquote good. You're going to be loving and you're going to be um, knowing God fully. Yeah. And it, I mean, it, and this is John of the cross and yeah. this is all really all the mystics in the tradition, especially the Carmelite tradition. It's like when you experience those consolations, yeah, they're good and they can be gifts. But John of the cross will even say like, let them go, like shun them, like detach from them because whatever they are, whatever that good experience that you're having yeah. is, it's not God because God is immaterial. God cannot be experienced in this, mm. in this world. Like God will not be seen in his essence and experienced until we're in heaven. Yeah. So union with him that comes in this life in the darkness of faith comes not through some, some, yeah, spiritual experience or, or feeling that I'm having. Yeah. It comes in the darkness of me cleaving to God um, in the night of faith, in the dark night yeah. of faith, right? And I, and I think that's, that's, so that's one of the ways we, we, we approach this, I think. So that's, so that's one distinction. So here's Sturgill saying, yeah, these mysticism, like this, I have my own mysticism yeah. that's actually better than anything religion could give me. Um, and it's, you know, you say it might make me go crazy. Uh, I say it might. Um, or some say. Or some say it might yeah. make me go crazy, but actually I think it's this is it. Like this yeah. is what really makes you sane. So I would have a couple um, observations to make about that. One, like the the undeniable dangers and risks of these psychedelic drugs is yeah. like 
it's a fact, right? So, um, it's, so he's asking, why are they illegal? Why are they generally frowned upon by society? It's like, well, because if used irresponsibly or if, or even if used responsibly, like there can be a bad trip, right? Like, yeah. So this is, yeah, that's one of the effects, addiction and a, a bad trip. And addiction, you, you, overdose, death. Yeah. Like, and it goes back to the idea. It's like, Hey, look, just because you take it doesn't mean you know what the effect is going to be. The You know, you don't know what's going to happen. And to be fair, we don't judge action solely based on a fact. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things we consider when when talking about actions. But Joey and I don't pretend to be professional moral theologians. But we will say that when you're judging an act and a moral act, there's particular mm-hmm. ways of which you judge it, and it's not only effect. So just because something has a good effect doesn't necessarily mean it's a good act. Yeah, and right? and you can talk about the goodness of the effect. I mean, yeah. you can you can debate that. But so that I mean, that's response number one as to like, okay, maybe drugs are the way. Well, it's like, okay, let's just take a step back objectively. Look at are they good for the human person? And are they good for society? Too? Are they good for society? Are they right. do they build up the common good? And it's like, okay, it seems that actually they're generally corrosive of our health, of our well being, of the common yeah. good. So that's step number one. Step number two, something that I would say is, so like, you know, a tree by its fruits, right? Mm -hmm. And Sturgill seems to be arguing that these drugs, these chemicals that he'll continue to talk about in the next few stanzas, but um, they, they enhance our life. They make our life better. They actually put us in touch with the transcendence that we're all yearning for. And, um, they, they fulfill us. They make us, uh, that, that's, that's the claim, right? So in contrast to that you have, so you have this kind of psychedelic mysticism, we could call it quote unquote. And then in contrast to that you have like, you have the gospel and you have like Christian mysticism, what Mm. I would call true mysticism. One of them is going to fulfill you as a human being. Now, what do I mean by that? What is a human being? What is a human person? What capacities does the human person have that nothing else in creation has, uh, like the animals don't have? It's it's the capacity to know and the capacity to love mm. and the capacity to be in relation with others and to make a gift, gift of yourself to others in love, right? To, right? to will the good of the other, right? So a human being fully alive, fully fulfilled is going to be somebody who can do those two things, know and love to the, to the fullest extent, to the highest degree. Right. So this is why we would say Christ is the perfect man. Right. Because no one loves greater love has no one than this than to lay down his life for his friends. And that's what Christ did. Right. But so in my, from what I've observed, um, I would say that this quote unquote psychedelic mysticism that is being, you know, um, posited as, as the, as the way here, I don't think it leads to a greater ability to, to know the truth it, it might give granted I've never done these psychedelic drugs. It might give you an experience of reality that, that does give you insight into like certain things that you might not sure. have. So truth. Yeah. I mean, maybe, um, but I wouldn't say truth in its full sense, but love to make you really like lay down your life for others. I don't think that's the fruit of people who are engaged in these psychedelic no. experiences and searching after seeking after them and continuing to use them precisely for the experiences that they themselves are receiving. Right, so they're looking mm. to fill themselves up so with those consolations, with those spiritual, those quasi spiritual experiences, but that's not what it. That's not the fulfillment of of the human person. The fulfillment of the human person is to lay down my life, to sacrifice, and to make a gift of myself in love. And precisely right. in doing that, precisely in losing myself in that way, do I find myself and become 
what I am supposed to be to become the full, the, the best right. version of myself. Right. Like, and, and in essence, when we talk about love here, it's, it's an act of the will. Again, right. you, you, you choose it. Yeah. It's not something that's just like, Oh, I experience phenomenologically or psychologically. Mm-hmm. There's a positive kind of response of my body mm-hmm. or, or my psyche to this thing. It's also like, Hey, I chose to love and give myself over for you, even to the point of death. Yeah. Right. And so like, that's one of the things kind of reflecting on the crucifix here. Like, we talked about this before the recording. Mm-hmm. What do we see in the crucifix? We see Jesus Christ, the God man, who's experiencing pain, but also, and more importantly, he's obedient unto death. Mm-hmm. He's obedient to the Father. It's an act of love that includes the emotions when talking about yeah. his redemptive act. Yeah. But the important thing was that he gave himself as an act of love mm-hmm. out of obedience. Right. He said yes to the, to the will of the father. Yeah. Right. And I think that that's one of the big proponents ultimately missing with, um, with psychedelics. It's like, okay, what about, what about the act of love? Mm-hmm. Where yeah. is that? It seems that, and I think there's evidence of this later in the song is that psychedelics really kind of like turn you in on yourself and, right. um, and don't allow you to love. Whereas, the gospel Christian prayer, like that's, I mean, the way of the cross, that, that is, that is the way to union with God and to become empowered to, to love one another as he has loved us. Right. Like, um, so those are a couple observations. Should we read those couple paragraphs from? Yeah. So there's a, there's a couple paragraphs here that we wanted to, to read to you, um, from word on fire. So this is Bishop Barron's kind of ministry that I think he really puts well in regards to what we're speaking about. Um, it's a couple paragraphs in the article, and we'll link to it um, in our in our video here. But you want to read one? I'll read yeah, the sure. second one. Okay, so the first paragraph reads: uh, Drug-induced spiritual experiences may indeed be nothing but a kind of spiritual pornography. That's major. That's, That's crazy. major analogy. Spiritual, spiritual pornography. pornography. It seems real, but it's not. Where the brain is uh, built into making love to a mere sensation, producing a facsimile of positive emotions without the encounter of a living person. The mind flirts with a kind of psychedelic idolatry, confusing the chemical form with the super form of God. For this reason, the apophatic Dr. John of the Cross insisted, hey, what's up, we're back to take John of the Cross, insisted that the mind be weaned from the milk of spiritual consolation so as to not not to become attached to any imperfect meditation. Mediation? Mediation, yeah. John developed the spiritual doctrine of nada, nothing in Spanish, by the way, which holds that God is not one being among many, rather God is nothing. That is, no thing. Again, no thing. God's presence can be revealed through material um, mediations, but it is not reducible to any material form, let alone a self-made chemical portrait of it. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's that's really important, like, the transcendence that we're made for the transcendence that even Sturgill is sensing within himself when he says there's a gateway in the mind that is supposed to take us to a place far out there. Like what we're made for is union with God. And and it's not reproducible. Like, like the union that we're made for with God is not something you can just tap into quite literally. Right. And smoke or take or snort. Like it's not something you can consume. It's something that consumes you. Yeah. And why? Because God is not, 
in the he's not in the universe. He is the he is outside of space and time. He is he's not a being amongst beings. He is being itself. Being itself, right? right? He's the ground upon which everything that exists subsists. Right. So to try to say that to try to think that you're reaching the transcendence that you know you're made for by imbibing these chemicals and having these experiences, um, it's not uh, that ain't it, bro. That ain't, ain't it. it. So this the second the second paragraph says. Consumer America is rapidly becoming a practitioner of a pharmaceutical spirituality, Mm. offering eschatological hope in the form of hippie flipping instead of the enduring values and purposes that make Mm. life meaningful enough to justify suffering. First of all, can I laugh at the hippie flipping? That's funny. Hippie yeah. hippie flipping. That's that's also a riddle, but also I thought it was really funny. <laughs> so eschatological hope, eschatological meaning like the end times, right? So yeah. people who are in this pharmaceutical spirituality, they are conceiving of their ultimate end as something that can be found in this world, right? Some spiritual experience that can be found here in this world. We're not made for this world. We're yeah. made for union with God and heaven. And also it's, it's a denial of true purpose Yeah, and a denial of actual embrace of the suffering of that suffering. life gives you. Yes. He talks about that, right? So like cut out all the pain. It's like a, we, like, look, we yeah, all suffer. Yeah. We all suffer. Okay. That's, that's a condition of original sin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we all suffer to some extent, some more than others, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. How do we explain that really beyond the scope of this podcast? Of this episode. Yeah. Go back Good. to our episode on evil. Oh, uh, that's right. Well done. So plug, plug, plugged in. Okay. But the, 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 the reality, the life that we're given is actually called to embrace that suffering. Yeah. Right. And to enter into it, not obviously go out and walk in front of a car to get hit. Right. Or, you know, hurt yourself, get punched in the face or, or walk into a, you know, a bad situation that ruins reputation. That's not Mm -hmm. what we're saying here. What we're saying is that life gives you certain sufferings that you're called to bear, not avoid yeah. Right. Not avoid, but unite them again. This this word we're going back in mm-hmm. time and time again. This unitive act of love to our Lord. That's yeah. what we're called to. And psychedelics, you know, give us some sort of solution to escape this this yeah. truth. Yeah. And if you look at the most incredible, like think about the most heroic human beings that you know, like the people who you look up to, the people who exemplify what it means to be a true man or a true woman. They're probably going to be people who endured suffering heroically, right? Mm-hmm. And didn't run away from it, didn't embrace it, but like, or I mean, didn't run away from it, didn't try to escape it. But like, I mean, the saints, they embraced their suffering in union with Christ and were transformed precisely in and through that suffering. Yeah. Whereas these psychedelic experiences, yeah, they seem to be um, just a a denial of the problem and escape. So real quick, I'll continue. Studies indicate a select number of people have positive spiritual awakenings from synthetic spirituality. So people have like legitimate... Yeah, spiritual awakenings, whatever, from some of these drugs. While a small contingent of these people even profess to have enough self-mastery to use a drug like marijuana recreationally and still maintain a healthy lifestyle. So I have heard that, that there are some, like, so marijuana generally is a gateway drug that leads you to a whole bunch of other drugs. Some people, a small percentage, maybe they even can use it just in moderation recreationally. Mm -hmm. So this, this paragraph is granting that. However, the danger of a bad trip triggering paranoia or even an addiction looms in the background, together with the potentially dangerous thrill of a spiritual seeker opening a window of curiosity and exploration into the quote-unquote spiritual realm. 
And then he ends with a question, are such risks an operable remedy for alleviating an existential crisis? So yeah, are these people just seeking after these things to try to escape the the more profound questions of meaning and truth and yeah. purpose that they have in their and hearts? And I think that's what Sturgill Simpson's trying to propose here, that there is, that this is the answer to that existential oh, yeah. crisis. Yeah. Does that make sense? Hey, this is a funny thing, just a kind of a side note. I remember one time one of my buddies asked me, he was like, we were talking about philosophy and mm-hmm. something, you know, at, at the time before entering seminary to my limited exposure over it. And he had some questions about it. And one of those questions was, which we all asked to, to, you know, at one time or another in our lives, why doesn't God reveal himself to me mm-hmm. in my time of suffering? Why doesn't he just come down and stop that? Mm-hmm. And I remember he, he kind of pried into this many times. And so he was kind of agnostic and he didn't really believe um, much in in, uh, in in a in a relational God, you know, and one time we were just sitting in the living room, and he he kind of he brought that question up again. Like, why doesn't God reveal Himself to me? And you know, this is a guy who was who was using um, using drugs at the time. Okay, and he said, uh, I remember him saying that to me, and I just got so frustrated. I remember saying to himself, "Who's to say you can handle His presence? Like, who are you to say that you can handle God Almighty?" Mm-hmm. coming before you are you prepared to witness such a thing mm-hmm. you know maybe god doesn't reveal himself to us instantly because guess what we would be destroyed by his presence i remember dr graf saying that one time mm-hmm. like the mystics knew the mystics of, of in, in the church's tradition knew that if god got too close too quickly it would you know destroy them in the sense that like they would literally kind of mm-hmm. be obliterated so it's like you know this idea of that like you can reproduce a, a level of spirituality in which you're Unit um, in union with the Creator of the universe, the Father of creation, yeah, is 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 pretentious and, yeah. and arrogant, yeah, in itself. Now the he desire thinks, to the desire to have God reveal Himself to you in your time of suffering yeah. that's not arrogant. That's that's, that's true. very but, human. Yeah, but I guess, I guess yeah, I guess that's a, that's a good qualification. But I, I meant in this particular way of like using drugs to for the means oh, yeah. to that end so, constantly. Yeah, even, so in like. Know? So God's not revealing myself himself to me, so I'm going to use these drugs instead. To yeah, do that. that's like, yeah. yeah. Okay, should we keep going? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, all right, you take the next. Okay, every time I look inside that old and fabled book, I think he's talking about scripture here. Yeah, right? probably the Bible. I'm blinded and reminded of the pain caused by some old man in the sky. So again, this idea of pain, but now he's attributing pain as coming from who? God, God and religion. Some old man yeah. in the sky. Again, we don't say God is some sort of old man in the sky. And maybe we need to do an episode on the existence of God and some of the attributes and qualities yeah. of God. But it suffices here to say that God is not some old man in the sky. God is being itself. And perhaps right? Sturgill's bad experience with quote unquote God, with religion that led him to discount it as nonsensical had to do with the fact that he didn't actually understand who God was, mm-hmm. right? Because that happens to a lot of us. Right. That's, that's very, very yeah. common. Um, I mean, we don't have perfect image. We Thanks be to God, we have a perfect image of the Father in Jesus Christ. Yeah. But a lot of times when we're thinking about God and talking about him, it's really easy to be inaccurate or imprecise because yeah. he's so transcendent and infinite. Cool. Um, so um, the pain caused by some old man in the sky, marijuana, LSD, psilocybin, and DMT, they all change the way I see, but love's the only thing that ever changed my life. Saved my life. Did I say saved? Was it changed? Oh, that saved my life. Okay, so all these drugs, which we were talking about this before, DMT is this drug that I've been hearing a lot about recently. Yeah, you said one of your buddies was talking about, or an acquaintance. Yeah, an acquaintance had had done it and like was telling me all about it, and it's like 
but apparently it's so strong that like it's super easy to overdose on. Yeah, I mean, I know like Joe Rogan talks about like peyote and DMT all the time and these kinds of drugs, and he's brought people on that like have, are, have taken sessions of this stuff and it's medicated. It's a, like kind of a laboratory esque way it's of doing it. It's yeah. controlled, and so um, what the effects exactly are, I, to be honest with you, I'm not all sure of all yeah. the, like the, the benefits or, or or cons of this thing. Yeah, um, but he's proposing here that those things change the way he sees reality, which I mean, I think that's possible. Yeah, it's possible. Probably, yeah, very probably probably true like that article by bishop Barron just said that yeah a lot of people have these spiritual experiences and do have a new way of seeing things afterwards but is that justification for doing it that mm. becomes the question and but he also does in this stanza here but loves the only thing that ever changed my life you made an observation earlier that i think it's worth bringing up on on the episode you're talking about like what does he mean by love here yeah so like when i heard this the first time when i saw it um I was struck by, I mean, everything hinges upon your definition of love. And I'm guessing that he does not mean here love as willing the good of the other. I'm guessing mm. he is maybe referring to a a romantic experience, yeah. a sexual experience, or even a, an experience of some sort of friendship, but that an experience that nevertheless was not about sacrificing himself for the sake of another, but was yeah. about filling up himself with sensation, with feeling. And yeah, I mean, certainly that's very power like sexual experiences romantic experiences like that are very powerful mm -hmm. and can um i mean even in their impure form can be gateways to authentic love but i get the idea that right here he's talking about um really pleasure and the, the pleasure that comes from love experiences that feel loving and then at that point or maybe this this idea of like um meet greet yeah everyone yeah right just be kind along the way just kind of become connected. Yeah, to and I, it brings me back to this experience. I remember one time when um, when I went to a, to a music festival, everybody was like, everybody was like, you know, high five, you know, hug, hug, you know, hug, kiss, kiss each other, right? Like, you know, and I remember, it, I I remember from a distance, kind of being like, where, what are we living in? Yeah, you know, people are dressed in some weird, you know, things and all mm -hmm. colorful stuff, and everybody's just like, I remember thinking to myself, like, um, this music festival was Bonnaroo. Um, like, what are we doing? Yeah. Are we faking this? Because this is right. really what re reality is not like this. Okay. Yeah. You don't just wear costumes. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't actually know you do. Thank, like, thank you for being here. Thank you for existing and for having a life infused with meaning. Mm -hmm. But I don't really know you. And you shaking my hand doesn't mean I love you necessarily. I love you, but I'm not actually an intimate kind of union with yeah. you, you know? And so, like, this idea of like, is this love? Is love just yeah. shaking, like, like high fives, fist bumps, hugs here and there, talk around about, you know, about life and around a bonfire one time or, yeah. you know, you hand me a beer and we're bros. Like, is that what love it is? It feels all deep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, I don't think so. And I'm not proposing that that's necessarily what he's saying, but by what love is here, but it seems to be a kind of, uh, yeah, aura of some sort of vibe. Yeah. And, and if it is, if it is just like a feeling like this, that he, this feeling of love that he's getting and that's what's changing his life, the question does have to be asked, okay, um, really, who are you loving if what you're after is this own, if, is this own subjective experience, yeah. right? Because, I mean, this, this comes up in the example all the time of like guys and girls dating each other and having sex and like, like oh, I love them though. So that's like justification for, yeah. for, you know, premarital sex. But it's like, okay, if you really love them, you'd be willing to sacrifice for them, right? You'd be willing to, you know, respect them and like wait until marriage and then where you give yourself to them fully. 
but and you'd be willing to have a child with them and you'd be open to life yeah, with them right? right but so what you say when you're when you think you're loving them in this act but actually you're really loving yourself yeah right and you're and you're using them for yourself so i and and not maybe completely there probably is some authentic love sure. mixed in with all that um self-exaltation but um that's just the thought i had about this is like sure this doesn't whatever it was maybe maybe it's not real love um i would guess that it's not maybe who knows sure okay this last paragraph and this is this is kind of like this is it this is the conclusion so he's this is the big conclusion from all this wisdom he's experienced from taking all these drugs is so don't waste your mind on nursery rhymes or fairy tales of blood and wine. Um, so that kind of hits home because that's probably... It's a little insulting. I'm not going to lie. The first time I read it, I was like, come on, man. That's just like blood and wine. Probably a reference to the Eucharist, yeah. religion, Christianity. Um, or, or maybe, to, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt, maybe just like human sacrifice and history in general. Yeah, perhaps. Right. But he says, don't waste your mind on these things. It's turtles all the way down the line. So again, it's this infinite regress of meaninglessness. You're just yeah. getting it one after the other after the other, and ultimately there's no ground. There's no meaning. It's turtles all the way down the line. So to each their own, till we go home, to other realms our souls must roam, to and through the myth that we call space and time. So this is it. This is... um this grand, is, grand, the grand finale. Yeah, this grand is finale the, here. This is, and I genuinely, I genuinely believe that, like he's, he's positing <clears throat> this as like the way. Like this is, this is kind of the salvation that he's proposing is going to come through the use of psychi- this spiritual, this spiritual psychedelic experience is this recognition. Yeah, now that I've taken these drugs, now that I've had these experiences, I know that I don't have to waste my time with religion or all these nursery rhymes because that's all meaningless. And so just to each their own till we go home to other realms, our souls must go. So eventually like probably, I don't know, reincarnation. That sounds like something something to that effect to and through this myth that we call space and time. So even reality itself is denied here. To be fair, time is a human concept, right? No. Right, so it's a it's a it's a study, it's a measure of motion. Actually, I've been reading about this in a book. Do tell, maybe I'm about wrong. physics. Time is actually like it's a part of the fabric of the cosmos. So, like space time sure. is like a field that like bends and warps, yeah. and like and it and it, it's a created. Have you been thing. reading this? Have you been taking DMT? Bro? I've been reading a, a book called New Proofs for the Existence of God, based on contemporary physics and cosmology. And uh, what a nerd! Can you I know, believe that? I know. It's a good book. Father <laughs> it sounds, it sounds Robert smart. Spitzer. Oh yeah, I've heard um, good things yeah. about. Him. Okay, but so, anyways, space and time—he's calling a myth. This this world, this reality that we're living in—he's calling a myth. Um, and this is again, I think for me, I mean, you did that episode on wonder, right? Yeah. Back in the day, and I think the fruit of a Christian mysticism, a fruit of like a relationship with the living God which involves self-sacrifice and self-denial and conversion of heart mm. is ultimately this wonder and gratitude and gratitude right? and ability to embrace existence for what it really and is and hope and hope too. Yeah. That, that, talk about that's that. That's one of the major themes of like, uh, it's one of the major themes of Christianity, mm-hmm. right? That like, okay, so God died 
but then he resurrected, right? So like we're in this tension of like there's death, but that's not it. No. You know, where's yeah. your sting, death? Yeah. You know, the victory is Christ. The hope provided to us is given by the creator of the universe, God incarnate. Um, and when things like psychedelics fail, when things like sex, drugs, money, honor, glory, wealth, when these things fail and don't give us hope, and in fact, many of these things, even even sources of entertainment, give us despair, then what? Well, we mm-hmm. say no in the Christian life. Um, there is hope. There's, and, and uh, there is a life um, meaning meaning now. There's a purpose in life now, mm-hmm. but there's also a continuation and a and a perfection of that life mm-hmm. in heaven. And and I really do think that this song ends on a note of despair. Despair, yeah. So like it starts with proposing these things are great, these things are good. Um, we should move in this way. We should have. We should operate kind of a, as a people in this way. Um, you know, some people say it's crazy, but it might actually make you go sane. Then it ends with saying, "Yeah, but really, do whatever you want." And guess what? By the way, space and time doesn't exist anyway. Yeah, it's a human conception. It's yeah. just a mere whatever projection. Meaningless. It's so. It's like, I, and I think that's that's where ultimately I struggle with the song because I'm like, okay, so. These things are proposed as solutions. These things are pro- proposed as methods of healing, of liberation. But this is the way we end. Well, I think Max. I think yes, but I think I think the the artist Sturgill, yeah, is saying that like he feels like that he's reached a victory by. It's kind of like John Paul Sartre, right? Like okay. embracing the meaninglessness of it all, mm. and that is what taking these drugs has allowed him to do. It's like ta- uh, it's like a it's to be freed from to tap into this experience of the world and recognize that yeah, actually it is all meaningless, so it doesn't really matter. So, sure. in order to be liberated to embrace the meaninglessness and chaos of life, take these drugs, mm. um, which doesn't sound doesn't sound too fun to me like and i would also wonder this is kind of my my personal you know th- thinking i wonder if the people who um take these drugs and expect some sort of kind of alleviation from suffering um some sort of kind of new meaning in life and i and i really genuinely believe that some people do take psychedelics and stuff to actually find something solid to yeah, some, yeah, yeah, yeah. something substantive. And so no, I don't want to diminish, diminish the desires for that experience of, right. um, and, and, and love, uh, those were placed in you by God. Right. Um, but, but also like, I wonder if, um, yeah, if, if I lost my point, dang it, that's, that's all right. One. I'm sure it was really good. It's going to be fire. Mm. Well, what are our takeaways from this episode? Takeaways. Don't do drugs, kids. Take it back to high school and middle yeah. school when they used to bring in programs to tell you not to do drugs. That still stays. Um, Sergio Simpson is trying to do something new with his music. Sergio Simpson is, is popular. He's he's a great singer. Okay? And the fact that he can Debatable. think of... That's right. Joey didn't really like him, but... <laughs> but the fact that he can compose something like this, it means that he's at least thought about these things. No, he's thinking deeply. He's I thinking mean, deeply, he's... you know? Um, and so he's, the fact that he's doing this is, and he's a talented, talented guy. I, I think it's hard to, to deny that at least on, on some, mm-hmm. some fronts. 
Um, and so we felt that by discussing some of this, we can kind of tap into this, uh, you know, contemplative, if you will, yeah. element yeah. That, he, that he's trying to kind of manifest through this song. Some of it is good, as we pointed out. Mm-hmm. Some of it is not so good. And as our listener, as an audience, I think ultimately what we want to guide you to, this is what I was going to say earlier. Okay, say it. Got it? I was going to say this earlier. I wonder if the people who see psychedelics as a remedy um, to the hole that they have in their heart, if you will, ever have tried praying intensely. Oh, yeah, yeah. You made this comment earlier. Right. So like, I wonder if the people who, like, it's like, oh, I, I've tr- I had this experience taking this drug. I said, yeah, have you ever been on a silent retreat for a week? Right. Have you ever like taken the time for hours to pray before our blessed Lord in, in the in the sacrament? Mm-hmm. Have you ever gone to a mass um, uh, that you're like a, to a, to a liturgy that you're like you're just assumed by the presence of our Lord? Like some of those experiences to me seem much more holistic, real, and happen each and every day. Yeah, to and look at their fruits, right? And the fruits, and the, that's the thing. Like the, you can you judge by fruits. Going back yeah. to that topic, like. We know those things are effective. We know those things are real. They make saints. They make people who exactly. can know and love heroically. And I think, and I wonder too, if like that's that's what's missing, or that's the desire of a lot of people. Um, and and so I, you know, listeners, if if you know somebody or you yourself do it, I would challenge, you know, um, those who do it or you yourself to think about, okay, I do this thing for this, you know, genuine maybe religious experience. Mm-hmm. I know people who do it for the sake, but is it really? And are there other ways to actually see uh, to actually um, enter into something more authentic that's not produced um, superficially, and, the, and that would not lead you down this pit of despair and meaninglessness, right. but would actually usher you into a life of abundance, a life of joy, and a life of union with God? Yeah, <laughs> that's what we want for you. So, um, yeah, I think that was cool. I this is a good episode. Yeah. I, I, I dug it. Good. I dug it. I dig it. I digged um, it. So we're praying for you listeners. Yep. Um, yeah. Follow us on social media, like, share, subscribe, comment, ask us questions. We got good stuff coming up. We yeah, we do. Cool guests, guests mm. coming on in the near future. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Thank you for tuning into this episode, guys. We hope you enjoyed. We hope you learned you a little something. Think about what we're saying. We're not perfect. We're not pretending to be scholars in this topic. This is just our mere ponderings on some of this stuff. Um, but I think that our ponderings are worth. I'm a scholar. But Okay, that's not true. Okay. Um, thank you for listening. Guys, pray for us. Know we're praying for you. And as always, God bless. But I swear that God is there every time I go to the eyes of my best friend. Says my son, it's all been done. Someday gone. Far beyond this place We're reptile aliens made of life Cut you open, pull out all your pain Tell me how you make it legal Something that I'm making our pray Some say you might go crazy